Okay. Keep it secret. Keep it. Oh, whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it tight, you. Ghostly stories. Tales of revenge. Sister power. Who's ready for some high quality nonsense? Paul, my boy. Oh, there you are. Have very important business to attend to. And we can't have children yelling. Why do you have so many chairs? <laughs> For all of my friends that come over on a daily basis. Wow. Okay, zoom in. Here we are. Here we are. <sighs> Long time, no talk. Yeah, how are you guys doing? How are all of you doing? Good to hear. It's been a long time. Good to hear. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. get out of town. Me too. You as well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hello. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome back to high quality nonsense. Or welcome, welcome us back. Welcome. We're back. Some of, I, I've caught up back with a few again. people who are like, I have been, I'm like three episodes behind or like, I haven't listened in so long. I'm probably like so behind now and I'm just Casey's like. he's back. You're not behind at all. Tell a friend. <laughs> like people who are like, I haven't, I've been trying to listen and like, I haven't, I haven't caught up. And like, at this point, I feel like I'm way too behind. And I'm just like, uh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Very. <laughs> so we are back for episode 12. This is our 12th episode. I think episode? this is 13. Is it 12 or 13? I believe it's 13. Ooh, lucky number 13. <laughs> that was a meme face. <laughs> that was Adam uh, trying to sneak out the sliding door. We're like, at Sissy's house today. He was like opening up very slowly and then he just turned around with like squinted eyes and like a weird smile. He like squinted his eyes like it was going to make him more quiet <laughs> as he was going outside. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so much has happened. And uh, thank you to anybody that is still listening. Hey. I haven't checked Anchor in a while, and I'm pretty sure if I like reloaded it, it's going to be like zero followers. You're, yeah. We Which know you guys we are let, We let it's you guys cool. down. You know, I don't blame it's you. It's fine. You're not there anymore. I mean, if something, if something looked like it was dead and dying, I wouldn't wait around for months just to see if it would come back to right? life either. I would just, you know, bury it and you know like a, a cat adopt another podcast bury us like a poop in a litter box Hi. so paul says hello paul everybody says hello oh my goodness what hasn't happened we have a whole new we're not dead in our lives we're not dead which is nice <laughs> that hasn't happened yet i mean i'm sure some people would have been fooled <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure jordan's convinced that we're now ghosts and this is a ghostly podcast. He's the only listener. We're all, like, we're all dead. <laughs> He's like, I swear I'm not making it up. And people are like, there's no such thing as high quality nonsense, Jordan. We're a myth. A, a myth. A myth. I adopted a cat. His name is Toby. He's a good boy. He's a Toblerone. Get it. <clears throat> good one. That one popped my ears. God bless you. That was weird. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, 
Toby's story is that he was, I guess, a family that had microchipped him before, gave him to their uncle or a family relative, and then that family relative that needs to go to hell abandoned him in, like, the Jansen Beach area, which is not good. Not a good place for a cat. Like, nope. <sighs> Anyways, then these lovely people found him, and they wanted him really badly, but the roommate said no, and then... He went up for adoption, and the post went viral, so I assumed, like, oh, my God, he's probably adopted by now. And yeah. my mom, and Stevie, her cat, passed away. Stevie has passed. R.I.P. 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 Stevum We miss you, Stevum Beebees. But she was looking for another cat to adopt, and then she was looking for him, but nobody could find Toby posted anywhere. Mm-hmm. Of course, when that post went viral, I got tagged in it by my friend Carissa, by Faith, by some other people being like, hey, get him. This is get the this cat, cat for you. And I was like, I don't know. Like, this is a bad time. I don't know how I would be as like providing like a really good home life for him at this moment. And anyway, so I went Y'all, to retail. Casey is such a good cat mom. It's unbelievable. That's why all of us were like, Casey, look I, at this cool ass cat. I love my babies. Yeah, so I went Gotta to... Gotta feed the babe. Gotta feed the babe. I love I, your babies. I love my babies. Gotta feed the babe. Gotta feed the babe. So I went to retails, and it was just random shopping day with mom, because mom, I was like, you want to hang out, mom? Haven't seen you in a while. I love my mom. I love my family. I love my mom. I love my mama. <laughs> Gotta feed the mom. And then I... <laughs> and then I went to retails with her and I was walking around, you know, how they have like this little adoption box where they have all the cats on display that you can adopt. Mm -hmm. I looked over and I was just like, is that Toby? Is that fucking Toby? And I walked up to his cage and I'm like, are you Toby? And then he was looking at me. I was like, who are you? And then pulled up the picture on my phone and I showed him. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's you. And he was looking at my phone and I was looking at the phone. <laughs> and I was like, where's the sign? What's your name? And then I looked on the side of the little kennel area. And it said Toby. And it's him. And then I called Faith and tried to yep. convince her to adopt him. Which I can't. Yeah. David's allergic to cats. And I was just like. David can live on Benadryl. Oh, God. And then I was like, okay, fine. And I hung up and I walked around for five minutes and I was just like, fuck. Walked over to the register to the ladies and I was like, how do I adopt that cat? Oh, my God. <laughs> and they were just like, oh, you fill out a form. You take him home. And I was like, yay. <laughs> Hames was $30. <laughs> what a bargain. It is a bargain, especially since the Humane Society, uh, Helped with his upper respiratory infection and got him eating again. And they also did dental work. So yeah. I would say that that is pretty darn a good, pretty, 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 pretty mm -hmm. yeah. good darn price. You got a good deal on that, Tobin's. To bring home the Tobin's. And then our friend Kylie sent us a little gift box filled with toys for Toby. Thank you. Thank you, Kylie. The new Mrs. Estabrook. Estabrook. Fabulous. I want to say, like, Kylie Esteban. Kylie Esteban. But it says Estabrook. Okay. I'm but, gonna... yeah, that's, that's so far, that's what, I, I'm still working at Pirate Island. Yeah. <laughs> Pe talking to people that don't understand a billing cycle. Mm. And talking to people that don't understand that when you don't pay something, utility, it goes internet, away. TV, it gets taken away from you. They're like, they're wondering why their services are off. It's 
because you haven't paid us. You haven't paid anything. You haven't paid anything. And then they expect us to turn it back on. But we no. can't do that. But we can't. Unless you pay us. You got to pay us. I keep saying us. I'm still a bartender, which mm. I'm not going to serve you unless you pay me either. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm talking and about. show me your goddamn ID. Quit like acting like I'm asking for your social security number when you're like obviously in your early 20s. And I'm like, can I see your ID? And they're like, ugh. And I'm like, oh, bitch, so you were born annoying. in 95, stupid. Oh, that's so annoying that I look so youthful that I have to be ID'd. Yeah, mm. I'm just like, now let me get you your vodka crayon with soda. Oh, sorry. Your vodka soda with a splash of crayon. God, Becky. Jesus. I want something that's sweet, but not like uh, too sweet. And I want like something that like, I don't know, I want something fruity. Do, what do you have that's fruity? What do you have that's fruity? Do you have something sweet? Do you have something fruity and sweet? Um, uh, do you want a vodka pineapple? Oh, but isn't vodka strong? Vodka's really strong. I don't know if I want, like, but I, but I want something that'll get me like there, you know, like yeah. I want something that'll get me there fast. I <laughs> want something that's like really boozy, but like not too strong. This is hurting me. I'm people like that hurt me. I'm hurt like that every Saturday. I'm sorry. Every fucking Saturday. I'm sorry. I'm. We're gonna do like a bartender's etiquette thing one day. Like, if you're listening and you don't know what different types of liquors are, I need you to pause this podcast and go look it up. Like, go figure out what kind of drinks you like. Yeah, just just do a little bit of research. Like, it's when not you turn twenty one to figure hold out your what you hand like. and lead you through everything I have behind the bar. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be like, do you like rum? Oh, do you know what rum is? Well, um, well, do you like vodka? Do you like flavored vodka? What about this? What about this? Well, I have like three deep customers. You have schnapps. Fucking <laughs> stacking up all along my bar because you can't figure out what the fuck you want. And then you just decide on a Coors Light. You well, should probably leave. You can do that just <laughs> as long as I can do uh, cable service etiquette. Yes. Being like, hey, yo, um, stop complaining about promotions ending. Because all of them do it. All companies. That's not even cable. It's direct TV. All of it's it does it. It's a promotion. It's a promotion. It's technically an introductory rate. Yes, it's to rope you in. And yes, it does come to an end. Just because you've been a loyal customer for a year and you've paid your bill on time doesn't mean that we're just going to reapply it. It's what we value the service at. It's like somebody, if somebody walked up to the bar being like, um, I've been going here for like a month now. I want I I, I want, a want free half drink. off. I yeah. want a free drink. It's just like um nope. Um, the drink costs the same. No, it's still seven fifty <laughs> for a well pour of vodka in downtown Portland, honey. Oh my gosh, we've gotten so off topic. We really have. Anyway, there's just so much to talk about. Oh my gosh, I know, right? I'm um. Anyway, I'm still. Oh my god, I'm still a bartender. I'm still a zone captain, and zone captain zone. <laughs> A server and um yeah i'm still still in the service industry guys yay yay <laughs> oh god you know what's coming he heard <laughs> <laughs> okay um shit what do we usually do uh i guess the nonsense the question what, sounds good what was your question uh what two totally normal things are really weird when you do them back to back wait what so two no two normal things to do 
totally normal. What happens if if you, you do, do them, them right back, back to, to back, back, like right next to each other? Yeah. What's two really like weird things to do? Or normal things to do that end up being weird? Normal on their own, weird when they're done together. <laughs> uh, how about like drinking orange juice right after you brush your teeth? Oh, shit. That's true. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Yeah. They're awful. totally fine and normal when you're doing them like not together. Yeah. I would say, I think what I had in mind was like, I was going to say like buying gardening supplies and then going to a funeral or something like, something oh. like, you know, <laughs> like people, people see what's in your car and they're like, uh, going to buy like, <laughs> yeah, landscaping material and then like going to your ex-boyfriend's house or something. But that's not a normal thing to do. No, it's not. What about um, like buying home repair items and just general things that you get at Home Depot that look like murdering tools? Yeah. But then also researching a murder story for your podcast. Yeah. Those are two. You're going to get flagged. Those are two totally normal things. And then, yeah, they're going to be like, hmm, purchase history, internet history. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, hello, FBI agent. She's a blooming psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite there. <laughs> Not quite there. She's almost blossomed. Make a move any day now. <laughs> when am I supposed to blossom? <laughs> <laughs> what else? Nope, that's it. I want to combine something with buying a car. Don't know why. Yeah, I don't know either. No, I don't know. What was your What was your conversation starter? Did you have one? Nope. Oh. Well, I have one more. What What sport would you add a mandatory amount of alcohol to? A mandatory amount? Yeah. Like, you have to have just just this amount in like order you, to play? Like, you have to be... Your your blood alcohol content has to be this much to play. Yeah. Like, let's say your blood alcohol content has to be, like, 0. 0.01. Like, which halfway Which is, like, there. two points up past the legal limit to drive. Which is, like, what? Like, a couple beers? Or what? It's like a... Yeah, it's, like, three beers. But what if you needed, like... I feel like that's pool. Like, when I play pool... <laughs> Like, I'm not good when I'm sober, but I'm not good at past a certain point of drinking. Like, if I'm buzzed and I'm, like, halfway there, I'm a fucking, like, pool shark. I'm a wizard, and I don't know how I do it. I would say, like, you have to take, like, three shots of booze to, like, play baseball. That would just be a... T that would be terrible. Yeah, but it would be funny. <laughs> it would be a very boring game, and it would last forever because nobody would be hitting the ball and nobody would be oh my doing gosh. anything. Uh, it would last the, forever. At our company picnic, we played no, kickball. kickball. And yeah. It seriously, I would like, say I think that, that game probably lasted for like three hours. Because everybody was Because people drunk. were just like, it was, things just went forever. Like it went forever. Like I would like walk away and come back and they were still playing. I feel like, yeah, so kickball definitely has to have three beers in. Polo. Either well, probably not polo, but I would say either that or badminton. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I think it would be funniest with baseball, polo, and tennis. I could picture drunk me getting very pissed off with the whole tennis situation. <laughs> me running back and forth, like gasping and trying to hit a ball. But I can't. You're like, fuck <laughs> you! And you throw <laughs> you the just, like, racket. Making absolutely terrible noises. Mm. Okay. 
That wasn't a very good nonsense, but you know what? We're out of practice. We are very <clears throat> out of practice. But we picked out some fucking phenomenal stories for you guys. Well, I mean, Faith did. I'm very scatterbrained tonight, and I, I'm looking at my notes, and I'm just like, oh, here we go. What do I do? Here we go. <laughs> oh, here, here we, we go. go. Like, I forgot to type here out so many go. different things and just, like, missing bullet points. It's okay. I got like, I got some some shit stuck in my butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> earlier, I, earlier, I was trying to explain to Faith. I'm like, I'm jealous because I don't retain things as well as she does. And I was just telling her, I'm like, Faith, like, I have to, like, when you read something, it gets stuck in your head right away. You retain it, and I'm like, I have to read. I have to read something five times over again in order for it to get stuck in my butt. <laughs> when I meant to say for it to get stick in my brain, <laughs> she was and like, so, she was like, I gotta read something like five times before I can get it to stick in my butt. <laughs> yeah, before I can get stick so in my butt. Like, so getting ready to do about this half this story is stick is is. Stick in my butt. It's stuck in there. And the other half is just kind of out there. So that's okay. I got the whole thing in my butt. <laughs> she, she has all of it. I mean, I still have notes. But has been a uh, a big, like, a big thing. Oh, thank you for letting him know my story. Whoops. Uh, we can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, there's about to be. A <laughs> I don't, I'm going to have to find a clip to, like, put over that. I'm gonna be like, yeah. Faith is doing (laughs) what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but seriously, we gotta, we gotta like get our shit together. All right, it's together. So get get the stick out of your butt. I am doing. (sighs) I'm. (laughs) She has to. There's a sneeze caught in her face. (laughs) It affected my eyeball. It's it's full of sparkles. Okay. Who's going first? I figured that I would. Okay. That way I can walk around my house as you're talking. <laughs> I'm kidding. What the fuck? I kind of want a cigarette before we get started. Oh, yeah. What did you... <laughs> <laughs> I, like, grabbed a napkin and then I looked at me very seriously, but I had, like, the napkin above my head. For some reason she was like a ballerina her eyes with this napkin and she was like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful worlds of casey <laughs> uh, okay, okay we'll be right back okay bye your burrito is so much more beanier than mine was <laughs> good but it's delicious all right let's go I'm going to talk about different stories that I found and different uh, correlations, like about uh, and different, like uh, different about uh, like correlations and uh, like and like uh, 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 we're talking about cut to the chase, sleep paralysis, <laughs> and the different visions, hallucinations, demons, entities that people experience when they do have sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> When I earlier, when I said I'm being a space cadet today, uh, my notations say sleep paralysis, the science behind it, blank. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just didn't put it in there. I'm here to help. Totally skipped. But more or less sleep paralysis, that kind of happens when, and this is the dumbed down version and Faith will pop in with the more scientific version. Dumbed down version, let's just say that there is a sleep mechanism and awakening mechanism. (laughs) 
And this sleep paralysis, it happens when there's an imbalance between the two. For instance, if you know you have your sleep mechanism turned on and your body is supposed to go in a state where it's not going to move or anything during the dreams that you have so you don't hurt yourself or go walking around and, and doing all these crazy things. Mm-hmm. And with the awakening mechanism, that's supposed to turn off that whole sleep. You know, your body is not supposed to move like it's supposed to turn all of that off. Right. But when that awakening mechanism isn't turned on all the way, you, you're pretty much so stuck in the middle where right. your mind is awake, your eyes are awake, but your body is still thinking that it's, it's supposed to be asleep. So therefore, you, you can't move. Right. And with the most common thing that people have with all sleep paralysis is the feeling and sensation that their chest is getting crushed or that they can't breathe. Right. That is mostly because when we're sleeping in in-REM sleep, we have a different like breathing pattern. You know, we don't breathe that was we would normally like <sighs> it's you know, very like whatever. slow and measured. Yeah. Very slow, measured, like small breathing. And when we're experiencing sleep paralysis, your body is still stuck in that sleep mode, so it's only stuck in that one breathing. So right. when you're brain is awake and you're like oh my god like freaking out you want to gasp you want to breathe more but you can't because your body is like nope you're still you're still asleep yeah. so tiny breaths so there's <laughs> a um yeah so that that thing that happens so as you enter rapid eye movement sleep which we all know is REM sleep uh your body basically shuts down every single motor function mm-hmm that would cause you to injure yourself, like you said, like self-preservation. And that's actually called REM atonia. So as your body enters REM atonia, but your brain is still like half awake, Mm -hmm. that's kind of like, that's where that weird like transition goes. And there are a lot of like neuroscientists have been like, basically, you just don't transition smoothly. Something happens and they're not quite sure what it is that causes it. But I mean, like the the biggest thing is like stress or sleep deprivation or chemical imbalances. A lot of people have uh, thought that like, if you are over caffeinated and you try to sleep, you know, those certain perceptive parts of your brain are still pretty awake and they'll just basically make things up because they're overstimulated Mm -hmm. and then like if you take a melatonin which is a physical relaxant uh it'll like put your body to sleep before your brain's ready so there's there's a lot of causes but oh i also read a fun fact people that have like suffer from alcoholism or they're trying to detox by themselves i guess they are more prone to uh having sleep paralysis more than others There's a lot of different, like, I guess, like, statistics that go into sleep paralysis, like men versus women and, like, adults versus adolescents versus children. You know, apparently it's a higher risk in students, probably because of, like, the stress of of going to school. and Teenage angst. Yeah. And and that, of course. Uh, So there's the science behind it. Um, And then there's a... I wouldn't say, like, there's a couple different types of, like, hallucinations. More or less, we've discovered that there's a lot of common things that people see, and we just find it fascinating that multiple people around the world will experience the same thing. The first one that I'm going to touch base on is the old hag or the night hag, 
which is also classified as uh, incubus hallucinations. Incubus um, subtype hallucinations during sleep paralysis can best be described as uh, chest pressure, difficult breathing, in some cases, perception of physical pain. And then that particular like subtype of hallucinatory experience is sometimes called the old hag attack. <laughs> which sounds old, like something I would do. Just the old like- hag attack. <laughs> I feel like that's some sort of Pokemon. Like, old hag, I choose you. Do the old hag attack. Old hag attack. <laughs> um, it's highly and, effective. <laughs> yeah. So in the old name, the, or in the name, the old hag refers to the thought of an evil witch or a hag that sits on your chest and of its victims making it possible to move or breathe. So pretty much so you see like this terrifying like old woman that just pins you down. And she's like staring down at you. Yeah. And she also inflicts pain and all sorts of crazy things. Well, and there's like, it's not just like sleeping on your back, which is a a really common, like that's, I think a lot of people who have sleep paralysis, they try not to sleep on their back. They mention like sleeping on their back. Um, and then waking up with this old hag sitting on their chest, like breathing in their face or whispering in their ear, but it's not always on the back. Like it can happen when you're sleeping on your side or some people wake up and they're like face down in their pillow. Yeah. Or they're like in their pillow and they can't breathe and they just like feel her on their back and they can't see her, but they know it's her, Mm -hmm. you know, more or less like, let's see here. I found like a little definition off of, I believe this was Wikipedia. Good old Wikipedia. Good old Wikipedia. Everybody should donate. Dude, don't yeah. let it die. <laughs> uh, folk belief in Newfoundland, South Carolina, Georgia describes negative figure of the old hag who leaves her physical body at night and sits on the chest of her victims. The victims usually wake with a feeling of terror, has difficult breathing because of the perceived heavy invisible weight on his or her chest and is unable to move. Uh, an example, experiencing sleep paralysis. Um, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> as, so with this old hag, is that what she does? I'm the old hag, you can't <laughs> Another thing that I put in here that I thought was kind of interesting is there's a couple different, the old hag, she, she dates back forever, mm-hmm. like, in the past like thousands of years yeah like egyptians even like talk about her mayans and and shit like that yeah uh but the one that i thought was kind of interesting um in some irish folklore she is uh calic in this folklore she's known as the forever living entity that existed so long that even she doesn't know her real age holy shit um living on and on in a never-ending cycle of youth and old age but it is thought that with her old age she's angry at the youth of young women who call her old hag when they're talking about her stories it is thought that calicbera is to be which calicbera literally kind of translates to old hag yeah is to be a powerful witch who created the mountains and was the bringer of seasons and she did all these crazy things which is kind of nice that they just generalized only one being doing that instead <laughs> of having a million different folklores like this person made leaves on the tree this person made the clouds this person made the sun this person brings the rain yeah <laughs> Kellogg Barra uh, would come to see these young women um, and did ye old sit on your chest and freak you the heck out move. <laughs> the, old, the old sit on your chest. <laughs> that feisty old Kellogg Barra. Oh, yes. 
in other cultures like Scandinavian folklore, she's known as the mare, which stems from translation of like the nightmare. Um, the mare is known as a powerful spiritual being or demon closely re- related to incubi or, or succubus, which are other things that I'll touch base on in mm. other episodes. Uh, she lays on top of you and crushes you while you sleep and trances you into between the sleep state, i.e. sleep paralysis. In this folklore, she it's stated that most mares are the spirits and beings of damned women uh, who essentially become demons. Right. So, like, this woman would sleep and then leave her body and then go terrorize and haunt the villagers. Oh. And then essentially feed on their... Multitasking. Yeah. And then essentially feed on their nightmares. And what causes not being able to breathe? Yep. We went through that. <clears throat> My notes are out of control. Uh, well, the old hag causes you not to breathe. Well, yeah, but I put like I put more chest. science in between these shit. In in ye shit, <laughs> <laughs> ye old shit with the old hag. <laughs> um, here are some old hag stories that I've gathered from various sites. Mm. Um, a lot of it is on Reddit, and then some of them were on liveabout.com and others that I can't remember because I clicked on a lot of fucking links. Here we go. Yeah. This one's called, this one's by uh, the bystander, which I believe this one was from the uh, live, live, liveabout.com, mm-hmm. whatever it is. All right. The bystander. Oh my God. Casey is attacking her own face. <laughs> I have allergies. And my face is itchy. <clears throat> I was awakened by a screaming girlfriend. She had her arms up as if she was pushing on something. Her eyes were wide open as if she was awake. I called her name a few times and tried to shake her awake. Then her eyes closed and she went back to sleep. When I woke her up again, she told me she was fighting an old lady that was trying to strangle her. Last night, I was awakened by something. I had no idea what it was, but I had this strong feeling telling me that I should turn around and look at my girlfriend. As I turned around, I saw what looked like an old person's face moving away from me. At that exact moment, my girlfriend let out a small scream and went back to sleep. So did I, which makes me think like, what the what? fuck? I wouldn't could just Was go that back the to end sleep. of the story. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm just taking a pause to say what the fuck's wrong with this person. Oh, so. OK. Well, at uh, this point, anyways, you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> this morning when I when we woke up, the first thing my girlfriend told me was I had a dream that the about the old lady again last night. What were the odds that both of us would see the same person or spirit? Why did it move away from me? Question mark. The bystander. Because you ugly. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> she didn't like you. Okay. So, and then this one, this next story is by Bark My Words, a Reddit user. Bark My Words. Bark My <laughs> Words. Bark, bark, bark. Bark My Words. I better uh, bark this story. <clears throat> I've had an experience with the old hag, quote unquote, I was sleeping in my room alone. I was 27 or so, a bachelor at the time. I woke up and it was early morning and and light outside. I was on my right side, on the right side of my queen bed. I had sleep paralysis and I couldn't really move much. I opened my eyes but couldn't move. I felt depressions on the bed like something was crawling on their hands and knees all the way from the left side of the bed over to the upper right side where I was close to my head. (laughs) I got it got right up to me and nothing happened for a few seconds. 
I took all of my strength to turn around and face it. It was an old decrepit woman that had a gray wrinkled face and horrible crooked teeth, long gray and black scraggly hair, big nose. I can't really remember the eyes, but they were evil looking, fucking nasty and looked like a typical witch, but worse. When I looked at it, it smiled and then spoke to me. She said, they usually don't let me stay this long. (laughs) through her nasty smile i woke up right then scared as hell gasping for breath and let out a scream i've gotten sleep paralysis a dozen times or so in my lifetime but that was the scariest they they don't let me they usually don't let me stay this long what the fuck what the fuck (laughs) who's they (laughs) the other people the other people that she visits okay and then this next one is by a user named Neko, and I believe I got this one on the liveabout.com or liveabout. I don't know. Live, live. They're both spelled the same. It's true. Uh, it says, um, nose to nose with the hag. I have been trying for about a year to induce sleep paralysis as a gateway to lucid dreaming. What? I heard about this phenomenon, but never experienced it. Tonight was the first occurrence. I did as I always do, lie still on my back, staring at the ceiling, waiting for the numbness to begin. It doesn't. Instead, all the noises outside my window stop, those, like as though somebody muted the world outside. Huh. I blink, and it's there, on my ceiling. It just kind of floated downward, dragging its fingernails down the wall as it did. The sound was sickening. It stopped when it was nose to nose with me put its other hands it had three arms apparently so it had uh like other hands on the chest and the other ones just like were scraping down the wall weird this person painted a really weird picture uh <laughs> put its other hands on my chest i mean like and a floating old woman wasn't weird enough right she's got three arms <laughs> put its other hands on my chest and just stayed there staring at me its eyes glowed cycling from fluorescent purple to an almost an arterial red. Then someone in the room next to me dropped something and it just levitated upward into the ceiling. Its face was the last to melt away. Yep. Oh my God. Can you guys imagine? I wonder being- if they were scared. Be- <laughs> I wonder if they were scared. Well, I mean, can you imagine being completely awake but not able to move at all and something like this shit is just coming towards you. Hell no. Damn. I'm so glad I never sleep on my back. No kidding. I'm always on my side. Okay, wait. All right. I have to burn my tongue off with these sour sweet tarts. Ugh. Mm. All right. Another thing. So the old hag, that's very common. Another thing that I would say is probably the most common is the intruder entity. And that takes many forms. Like it can take forms of like people will see or imagine other people that they know, but it's not them. Mm-hmm. Even like, like you said, you told me earlier, people look over and, you know, they'll see like Beyonce in the room and then it'll just turn into something else. Right. It can be, you know, just anybody that you've seen before, or it can also take form in like aliens or it can take form of just a shadowy black figure, which is most common, mm-hmm. um, or a masked man, 
anything like that. So the intruder is essentially the entity that's also known as like the sensed presence. This type of hallucinatory type of uh, SP sleep paralysis Mm -hmm. refers to the feeling of a presence or something or someone in the room while you're experiencing an episode. In some accounts, um, from what I've read, the intruder type entity can take form of um, like even a really big, tall, like black figure with a hat. And they call him the hat man. I didn't find a lot of stories with the hat man. I've read about the hat man as well. I don't like that. Also, it reminds, I think I really don't like that. I do not want to, I, part of me didn't really want to get into it because on Haunting of the Hill House, oh, if yeah. nobody's watched that yet, I'm just going to say, there's a scary fucking hat man and I don't like him. That, that, those parts give me the fucking willies. I actually didn't mind the hat man. I think I just have a, a phobia for like really, really tall, scary, like, abnormally tall scary like dark haunting figures so what i've read about the hat man is that or like the intruder that's like in the corner of the room is usually very very tall usually right in the corner of the room and it usually has very long slender limbs yeah and it like its head almost reaches the ceiling and it'll just like you just get the sensation of being like stared at you and it'll just like be huge and hulking in the corner of your room and just like stare at you but yeah i've heard a lot about like people in hats i've also heard a lot about uh pale intruders oh where it's just gonna be like pale crazy creepy people yeah like yeah pale i was trying to find a story that i read earlier today where this person her first experience of sleep paralysis was like she was just chilling in her bed. She wakes up. She can't move. Then she looks over and there's this super skinny humanoid pale skin person that has really... It sounded like they were describing the rake. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And it's just like this really long, like thin-limbed person that's like emaciated and with like wrinkly pale skin and like just black caves for eyes yeah and i was actually gonna bring that up too because like in the original like when we were talking about the rake and that it was like that sea captain's journal and he yeah. was like he comes to me in my sleep you know this that and like i can't and move, i'm just I'm like frozen. i'm pretty sure he's having sleep paralysis yeah like he has to be having sleep paralysis and he ended up fucking dying man. and then he died and then he did <laughs> he, he he did it he did it. Alrighty. Back to the story. Where ah, was yes. I? Yes. Mm-hmm. The intruders. Okay. Yeah. I'm big, tall, black, shadowy figure with a hat or just a general shape of someone. This has been accounts of these types of SP entities or it's simply like simply there also there can be just a burglar. You just literally yeah. dream that a burglar comes in and is fucking around in your room and you can't move and you're just hoping that it doesn't see you. Mm hmm. Yeah, or just experiencing a dark, shadowy figure coming through your room, shutting the door behind them, and then slowly moving towards you, but then out of sight in your blind spot right next to you in the side of the bed, close enough that you can really feel their presence. Oh, fuck. Um, And here is Redditor's accounts on their experiences and stories from other other things. Uh, <laughs> you know, what? I clicked on a lot of links. <laughs> Some of them were Reddit. I find that. Can I just say, shout out to all the Redditors. 
Thanks, Reddit. Thanks, Reddit. You guys fucking put out some top-notch stories. Yeah, you guys really put out. <laughs> <laughs> and this story is from user Liskrex. L-I-S-K-U-R-E-X. Liskrex? Sure. Liskrex. I have sleep paralysis. I've, I have sleep paralysis since I was a child. They've had sleep paralysis. Right. Probably uh, since six years old. I could hallucinate with many different intruders. Here are some. Uh, once a very tall white humanoid entered my room. It was completely naked. Its arms and legs were extremely long and thin. Oh, my God. I did save mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and it had no face. And the skin was very wrinkled. It just seated, sat close to me and turned on the TV. And it just saw. I just saw a static in the screen. Like, just turned it on, but no channels. Hmm. In another occasion, I saw a black shadow with my peripheral vision. I was laying on my back, uh, praying and kneeling on the side of his bed. Um, I could hear its voice like whispers and abnormal. What? Sorry, this person wrote this very weird. Voice like whispers? I was lying on my back and it was praying and kneeling on the side of my bed. I could hear its voice like whispers. An abnormal thing during the hallucination was that the light in my bedroom was turned on when it was actually turned off. Hmm. The last one that impressed me, impressed, (laughs) right on, (laughs) right on sleep paralysis, I'm impressed. (laughs) The last one that impressed me was a small humanoid. It had a gold glowing and had gold glowing and red eyes. Hmm. It just seated close to my feet and stared at me for several minutes. The humanoid shadows are the most common for me. I saw many of them. I would say the tiniest, like, well, either the tiny one or the pale one. The pale one freaks me out. Dude, yeah. Because it's it the just, right. And it just fucking turned on TV. I, I would be relieved. I'd be like, oh, thank God. It just wants to fucking turn on the TV. Like. Even though it has no face. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> just fucking wants care. to watch some TV with its no face. Yeah, I don't fucking care. <laughs> and what causes the intruder sleep paralysis effect? Researchers believe that the intruder hallucination is a byproduct of the brainstem inducing a. <laughs> you want me to see it? This is going to be fun. Uh, Amygdala. Amig- the amygdala amygdala wow the amygdala activity amygdala is the fear center of the brain and when it becomes active our vigilance increases during sleep paralysis it is believed that um, the amygdala becomes overstimulated and leads to a hypervigilance sensing a potential intruder or presence the activation of the amygdala uh, has an has individuals looking for potential threats or danger. Thus your brain creates like one makes for it you. Up, yeah. Yeah. Because then it's like, okay, well I have all of this going on. Like it needs something. So it makes it for you. Did you know that we have a similar response to animals that are too cute? Yes. That's why when, when you, they're so cute and you just want to smush them. It's because like the stimulus from this animal being so cute when it enters your brain, it like overloads you. With the happy endorphins. And, and it your cre- brain your brain is like, something has to be wrong. And then it like <laughs> creates a violent response in you, like a fight or flight. 
So like when something's so cute, you just like literally like your brain is like eliminate whatever is stimulating you so much. <laughs> so you look and go, oh, this so you just like, just eat you <laughs> But I would never. I mean, look at Paul. I get that. I get yeah. that stimuli. Or you cry all the time. Or you cry. I'm gonna yeah. have fun getting pregnant. Oh my god! I cried everything. Oh, I can't. I can't wait. Whatever. You really actually can't wait. I'm going to oil up your belly all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you don't get any stretch I'm marks. I'm not a turkey. <laughs> I'm going to baste you like a holiday bird. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty. Aliens. Mm-hmm. We're moving on to the alien right. type intruders. Uh, a lot of SP entities that people most commonly experience are in the form of aliens. And it was reported that most of the reported alien abductions in the 80s were actually from sleep paralysis episodes. Yeah. Here are a few stories that I found on the glorious web from, you know, live about Reddit and other Googled sources. Because I'm not original. I haven't. I haven't experienced these. Thank God. Wouldn't that be like some fucking dedication, though, that I try to induce myself just so I can give my own personal experiences? Here's what happened, you guys. (laughs) It's like those people on YouTube that are just like, I'm going to eat this. I'm going to eat this box for followers. You know, we're not going to go that far for you guys. (laughs) I'm going to drink this whole jug of milk and go to the hospital. I'm going to drink this old crystal uh, Pepsi that's from 80s. No. And then throw up in a bucket. Um, have a great day. We are sidetracked. <laughs> yes, we are. Okay, here we go. Which one is this? Oh, so this was from liveabout.com. And this was the story is from The Lost Boy. One night I left my windows open to let the breeze in. I don't remember falling asleep, but I was paralyzed. Paralyzed. He was paralyzed. He was paralyzed. <laughs> oh, wow. What happened? Poor wee lad. <laughs> But I was paralyzed, and when I regained awareness, I remember seeing black rain, and I could feel my body weighing five times the normal weight. Some escape while others feel the pain. (laughs) Black rain. (laughs) Oh, my God. Stupid. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Black rain. Anyway, so he's being crushed, and there's black rain. Yes. Uh, he just feels his actually his body weighing five times its normal weight. I was sinking into the bed slightly. I turned my head and I saw what looked like a gray alien smiling at me. It wasn't easy to move, but I slowly and forcefully crawled to the edge of my bed to fall off and hopefully wake up someone in the house. I could feel its thoughts as if it was connected to mine. I wasn't supposed to be moving. That was the emotion that I felt from the being, but I did. I reached to the edge, falling head first. When I hit the floor, I was awake in my bed, face down, like I was when I first realized I was aware. As in, like, he fell, and then he woke up, but he was, like, still in his fucking bed. But this time, he was, like, he was, like bam, face right. down. Which kind of goes back to what I was saying about the hypnagogic twitch. Yes. Like, uh, the hypnagogic twitch is when... Like, if you've ever been laying in bed and you're starting to kind of, like, halfway dream, my thing is, like, I always trip over a tree root. I don't know why. <laughs> I, it's just a tree root. Like, I'm usually, like, in a park or a forest, and then I trip over a tree root, and I fall, and I, like, j- just, like, shake 
violent, like it's just like a huge twitch. Like I've literally like propelled myself off of the bed before. (laughs) (laughs) David's always just like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) As you scare him in the process. Yeah, because I wake him up and he's like, (laughs) (laughs) so like we're both just sleeping peacefully and all of a sudden I'm like, but that's what, but that's what that is. Is that like, uh, boing. (laughs) (laughs) that's the uh the hypnagogic twitch where your body is like halfway into the dream but the rem atonia hasn't set in yet it's just like almost there and then all of a sudden you're like (laughs) (laughs) so yeah okay so he gave himself a hypnagogic twitch to wake up yep and when he opened up his eyes his windows were still open he could feel the breeze the end all right, and then we have another ring dinger from the Reddit user Bark My Words. Because oh. as he said, he's had multiple That's right. Uh sleep paralysis experiences. Or SPEs. Mm. Ha- oh, trademark. I bet that ha- I haven't seen that being said. What? Being abbreviated. SPEs, SPEs. Sleep paralysis experiences. Yeah. Or sleep paralysis entities. Yeah. Y'all send me your SPEs. Slide in my DMs. Mm-hmm. Give me your SPEs, not your STDs. <laughs> I'm getting married. Oh, jeez. Anyways, uh, bark my words. Let's see here. They said, I had another more recent experience as well. I was in my bed with my wife and woke up paralyzed. It was dark out, but the street lights let a little light in. I noticed some shadows near the door that led to our back porch. For some reason, I knew that they were here for me. I saw shadows, three or four alien-shaped beings in the room by the door. One of them sort of crouched down next to my bed, and I could see it. Our bed is elevated about 3.5 feet up. This, This one was coming to me while the others stayed where they were. Anyway, I knew that they were coming to me and there was nothing that I can do about it. I also knew that they could read my mind. So in my defense, I kept thinking, I know you are here and I'm not afraid, although I certainly was afraid. I wanted them to know that I knew what was going on and that I was brave. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, I thought it was a way to get back at them since they were trying to get me without being noticed. I blacked out for a moment. And I was apparently screaming in my sleep and hyperventilating. So my wife choked. Whoops. My wife woke me up very concerned. (laughs) She's like, I'm trying to sleep. (laughs) Shut up, you stupid fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. No, she just did the right thing. She woke him up. No problem. She she was very concerned. This was the first time I ever had sleep paralysis with aliens. God. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, um, and then I want to touch base because I think that this is probably one of my last stories. Oh, no, there's two more. But I wanted to touch base on one of the other ones that was just like, what? Because we looked up and in a bunch of different all around the world, sleep paralysis and creatures. They're very common in those parts, like in um, in Southeast Asia, it's like a ghost literally it's a ghost. like yeah. it's mostly like ghosts the, like a see-through ghost yeah, yeah. like an actual like ghost common... an apparition that's what yeah. they see they don't really see like the old hag or like well, a we hat found man that it, basically without giving away what you're going to say next um we found out that like overall the ones we've mentioned are common 
pretty much like universally. Yes. Like across cultures, across everything. But in different cultures, you will find different things that people see just because of like the culture that they're immersed in and what they grew right. up in. So like, like in US, we see a lot of aliens yeah. because yeah, like in the grown. 80s and 90s, like alien abduction, sleep paralysis was like a huge deal because obviously in like the late 80s and through the 90s, we had like the X-Files and we had Independence Day and we had Alien that came out. E.T. So, e. Imagine aliens if you woke up like, and E.T. is on your chest he's going, just, like sitting on your home. chest. He's touching his little light up finger on your nose. <laughs> but it, I mean, like we had so much like alien shit in our media. Like, yeah. Well, and then also and so, like all of these people were like, I went to sleep last night and I was abducted by aliens. And people are like, nope, this is sleep paralysis. And you're having sleep paralysis because, you know, or like you're you're seeing aliens because you're just surrounded by all of this shit that has aliens in it. Right. Exactly. So and then in different cultures, people are afraid of of other things in different cultures. Yeah. Period. So Faith uh, Faith was reading off um, when she was like doing a little bit of research for me. She was like, oh, what's this? And uh, <laughs> I guess in uh, Zanzibar, most common like creature that they experience with sleep paralysis is called the Popoboa. Mm-hmm. Or Popobawa. 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 Uh, <laughs> P-O-P-O-B-O-W-A. Or actually, it's also spelled P-O-P-O-B-A-W-A. It could be Bawa. Anyways. And so I wrote the Popa Bawa question mark because <laughs> I wasn't quite sure if I was going to do research on it. And then I said a little extra fun one here. And I thought would throw it in there because I found a Reddit story that kind of matches a Popa Bawa. Huh. But then I decided to look up the Wikipedia and then just throw it in there. And I haven't read it yet. But this is the description of it, and we're oh. about to find out. Oh, shit. But the Poobawa apparently is supposed to be like a large bat-like creature that sits on your chest. Mm -hmm. So I thought to myself, like, oh, this kind of sounds like maybe something that, you know, would have been happening in Zanzibar. Yeah. But I'm going to read the small, it's a very small Reddit story from Cav, K-A-Y-V-720. And then I'm going to read the description. Let's see if it matches. Okay. This is going to be fun. <laughs> uh, so it says, A weird winged demon sat on my chest and tried to climb into my ear. When it couldn't fit, it got upset and roared like a lion in my ear and jumped around in my room and left. I think that one was probably one of the worst and unusual ones that I've ever had. Usually it's shadow men that come for me, though. He terrifies me and I can't move. I can't scream. I can only watch as he stares at me and makes his way even closer each time. So this person experienced like some random like demon winged bat thing that just like tried to squeeze in his ear and went ah! fucking, like zoo bat. Yeah. And, and it just got like fucking pissed. It was just like, <laughs> but hopped around like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going to read. All right, so the Zanzibar sleep press entity is a form of a huge bat-like creature, and Wiki says, The Popobawa is a shapeshifter and described as taking different forms, not just of that of a bat, It's as its name implies. It can take either human or its animal. Its name implied that? <laughs> apparently. Probably a Popobawa translates into something like bat-like creature. Who knows? Probably. It can take either human or animal form, and it metamorphs from one into the other. Popobawa typically visit homesteads at night, but can also be seen in daytime. 
It's sometimes associated with the presence of sulfurous odor, but this is not always the case. Povabawa attacks men, women, and children and may attack all members of one household before passing on to another house in the neighborhood. Its nocturnal attacks compromise simple physical assaults and all and all <laughs> and or poltergeist like phenomenon. But most feared is sexual assault and um and the the anal sodomizing of men. Oh. And women. Mm. Because it's not sexist. It's equal opportunity sleep paralysis entity. Yep. Well, I mean, in this case, for Cav or Cave, uh-huh. it just wanted in its ear. Well, it just wanted in its ear. It was tired <laughs> of everybody's butthole. <laughs> it just wanted wanted in his ear. <laughs> Couldn't get in, though. It was Didn't actually, like that. <laughs> it was sexually frustrated and left. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to pope a bowel anywhere near me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. okay all right (laughs) anyways there's also another uh i guess classification of sleep paralysis entities and they find it more often that people that are veteran sleep paralysisers paralysizers yep (laughs) people that have had sleep paralysis many times experience the mixed hallucinations this means that they experience not only the presence but also like the incubi like incubi succubus type of presence they they experience everything uh-huh. as in like they can have a combination where they feel an evil presence there's some shadowy figure and then also the old hag is sitting on top of their chest and also like physically assaulting them yeah so we were reading in that yeah we were reading in that uh article that they had like they they did an aggregate of like a bazillion different sleep paralysis studies and mm-hmm. found that like the novice like people people who are like it's their first or second sleep paralysis they don't get it very often they get like maybe one every few years or you know something something like that though they tend to experience like auditory hallucinations more so mm-hmm. such as i know that Oh, back when I was in high school, this girl was telling me that she had the worst. Basically, she was like, I get sleep paralysis and I get these auditory hallucinations where I can hear my mother being murdered in the hallway. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck. And um, holy shit. Yeah. And it was well, it was a friend of mine that was on birth control. It was a, her birth control was giving her sleep paralysis. Holy shit. Yeah. It was the Nuvering. And uh, well, that makes you think like you want a baby. Or do you want to just like be afraid to fall asleep every day? Well, I think she switched to something else and it and it helped her. That's good. <laughs> That's very good. But um, like she that was that was the only thing like that she would get was auditory hallucinations. But there are people who you know, yeah, they get the auditory, they get the visual, they get the physical right. pain, they get all of it. And those were the people more likely to describe alien actual abductions, where they feel like they're being like pulled up by a tractor beam while there's aliens in the room, or um, somebody that is sitting on their chest and whispering to them at the same time. Or, you know, so it's, it's the more sleep paralysis you have, the more basically like your brain fills in these blanks mm-hmm. of like physical auditory and visual stimulus that just aren't there. Mm-hmm. Like your brain just like makes more elaborate hallucinations as you go on. Exactly. The other thing that we found out is that women experience more fear in, in sleep paralysis. 
and that they are visited more often by the old hag. Yep. Which kind of ties into that folklore that the old hag would visit them mostly. Yeah. So it was found that it, it didn't say how much more, but it just said that like women experienced the old hag more. But I think that also plays into like... Well, if you get a visit from the old hag, it just means that you're pretty. It just means you're pretty. And she, she hates, hates pretty it. girls. She's like, you're so cute. I fucking hate you. Can you imagine that? Like you just like wake up after you have like an experience with the old hag and you go to your mom's room and she's just like, she's just jealous. <laughs> go she's back to bed. She's just jealous, honey. She gets you like a glass of water and she's like, you tell that old hag what a bitch she is. <laughs> All right. Oh, this is a little bit of a long one, but I like it. It was fucking weird. I read this one. It was weird. <laughs> okay. All righty. So, yeah, this one is that fits in the category of mixed hallucination. And this story is from Reddit user throwaway899365. Mm. <laughs> That's how you know it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. And she says, he or she, I think it's a she. I don't know. <sighs> I'm already bored. She sounds sleepy. <laughs> Uh, she says, I used to work at Starbucks and I had a, and I had crazy hours closing one night, opening the next morning, having to work late well until midnight after a busy day. I also drank a lot of coffee. So when I would come home, I wouldn't sleep a lot. I had a lot of weird dreams and sleep paralysis episodes, but I wasn't aware of what it was. I never made the connection between my crazy sleep schedule and the crazy dreams. When I had an episode of sleep paralysis, it would usually follow an unpleasant dream. Uh, one dream that sticks out the most for me was a dream where my coworkers and I were being locked in a room by this group of people and they were just throwing furniture at us and random things at us. And we kept trying to dodge it. And this man ran, ran up to me and started attacking me and beating me. I kind of woke up and I was frozen in my bed and this... And this dark shadowy hand was just floating over my head and it kept coming closer and closer to me. And I kept trying to get out of my bed, but I couldn't move. I was also trying to call out to my mom because I knew she was still awake in the next room, but my voice wouldn't do anything above a whisper. I knew I was still dreaming and I was just trying to force myself awake. When I did wake up from it, I ran to where my mom was and I had the worst headache ever. That's it. Grabbed his head. Fuck. Yeah. There were a couple of them that I was just like, uh, some people were like finding like hand marks and like, yeah, there's, there's, there's some, some sleep paralysis <laughs> stories that to me, I'm like, that's not sleep paralysis. Like the husband that that's woke a fucking up, haunting. Yeah. Like the husband that woke up and found like the old hag's face, like disappearing and floating away while she was screaming. Like, no. You, you both can't experience the same sleep paralysis, yo. Like, like at the same time. That's weird. Like, yeah. that's not that, sleep paralysis. He didn't have sleep paralysis. He, like, was able to turn over and he was awake. Right. And so that's not sleep paralysis, yo. You were just getting a good old haunting. You were just getting haunted. Well, and another thing, too, that we found interesting was the fact that a lot of sleep paralysis and scientific community and spiritual community, there's no cure for it, but they found that the number one thing that does help is praying. Yeah. Like, even if you don't necessarily believe in a higher power, like, just praying to, like, Jesus or God, and apparently that that helps right away because they believe in a spiritual sense that that's not necessarily, like, full-on sleep paralysis. 
Like there's something that's waking you up halfway that has a supernatural ability that's literally attacking you and your psyche. Well, and there's like some people believe that like that state that you're in is like a liminal space, which means that it's very like thin between like the mystical world and our own. Right. Like you like you people that do like veil. lucid dreaming and like Yeah, you approach the veil when you when you enter into sleep paralysis and a lot of people think that like these entities like the hag and the intruder, like these entities see that you're in their dimension so they come to you. Yeah. And like Hell no. That's I mean Hell no, I won't go. <laughs> so I mean like it's so very like the other thing too is that like for the old hag to have like been around for as long as she has i mean in across you know across continents and just like they say that like she's created out of our own innate fear of like age and getting old and dying and i call bs on that i think that there's something out there that's an ancient being that's just fucking with y'all that just like lives outside of our dimension i say y'all because i am just keeping the optimistic view that i'll never experience this oh god never say never sissy Never say never. So whatever you do. But I mean, it's really it's crazy that they're just like, you know, the best way to do deal with this is through prayer. To like pray to your guides or your God or the universe or whoever you pray to to like to like sit there and pray that that these things don't bother you. So do it. If you ever find yourself with sleep paralysis, stay calm as much as you can and focus on wiggling your fingertips yeah that was the number one thing and tip that everybody gave is that if you can just concentrate on wiggling any part of your body but mostly your fingertips even if it's just your pinkies that usually will like kick on that awakening mechanism a lot faster and it'll get you fully awake and turn down that sleep mechanism yeah because then the body will register like oh shit i'm supposed to be awake sorry yeah, and it'll get you out of REM and, you know, get you back to, you know, a normal wavelength. So that was my story. Good story, sissy. Thanks. Well, thank you to the Redditors. Thank you, Redditors. The hamburger helper of the podcast world. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, I want another cigarette. What the fuck did you just do? <laughs> I went to rub my nose with my sweater. Shame on me. But then I got a string caught. She like, got a string his, his, wrapped around her nose ring. Caught, and then the string broke off. But then it was just like. <laughs> it was like, seriously, it looked like she was pulling the longest boogie out of her nose just now. I was, was I'm like fucking with a piece string. of rubber band in my hands while I'm talking in the mic. And then I just looked up in case he's like. <laughs> and I was like. <gasps> It's a spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give us one second. We'll be back. This is going to be a long ass episode. Well, how long is it already? Um, An hour and 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about sleep paralysis for a fucking hour. <laughs> Something like that. Fuck. All right. Well, well, I'll trim it down. Don't you worry. Okay. Editor in chief is here. Okay, we're back. And I didn't throw coffee everywhere. <laughs> Faith was about to just slam her coffee cup Because I like threw a paper plate like a, kind of across the table a little bit to get it out of my way. And then I picked up my coffee cup and I almost did the same thing with it. And I was no. like, what? Let's 
put that down. <laughs> okay. You always make a mess of my house anyways. It's true. That's why we switched seats so that there isn't a uh, podcast mess only on one side of the table. <laughs> yeah, at least you're on the side that nobody sits on so nobody's going to notice for a little bit. Nobody will see it. Nope. <laughs> It'll be fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. It's Everything is fine. All right, guys. And girls. Okay. Uh, squirrels. All right, squirrels. You high quality people. I'm going to tell you a story about a woman named Maria. Legend has it. Ave Maria. Maria. Oh. Anyway. Oh. I'm going to tell you a story about a woman named Maria. All right. This is a story about a woman who was born in an indigenous village in Mexico. She was shockingly beautiful, and one day she fell in love with a Spanish traveler. He was the son of a Spanish nobleman, and they had two children together, but never married. After some time, the Spaniard was betrothed to a younger woman, also of Spanish nobility, but nobody told Maria. Ah. One day, Maria is walking along the riverbank with her kids, when the father of her children pulled up alongside them in an ornate carriage with an elegant noblewoman by his side. He addressed his children only, and ignored Maria, as he introduced the woman as his new wife. As they drove off, Maria, who already struggled with losing her lover, um, and also having two children out of wedlock, threw the children into the river, and watched as the current slowly carried them away, killing them. Yeah, she went fucking nuts. She snapped out of a jealous rage. She basically realized what she'd done, and she starts pacing up and down the river, crying and screaming, where are my children? And her cries attract the villagers who take her to prison, and the next day she's hanged. Uh, so on the night of her ex-lover's wedding, or I guess he wasn't married yet, uh, he's walking home through the village, and Maria begins to follow him, screaming and crying, where are my children? Even as he begins to run from her, she is directly behind him, wailing in his ears for her lost children, and he is found drowned on his wedding day. Whoa. This is the story of La Llorona. La Llorona. I'll kill you. <laughs> so the story is that after La Llorona uh, killed her children uh, and she was executed, she was barred from heaven's gates until she can find her children to bring with her. And then she'll be allowed into heaven or the afterlife. So she roams the banks of rivers, lakes, and in some regions, ditches that are filled with water. If you go near the water and hear a woman wailing, you must run back home as fast as you can while telling La Llorona, no soy tu hijos, and you always stay away from the water if you are alone. So let's talk about La Llorona. She's a pretty famous sort of, I would say Hispanic, but she actually predates Hispanic rule in Mexico. Yeah. She goes all the way back to the Aztecs. Which a lot of people Whoa. don't know. Yeah. So, like, she starts out. Yeah. Wasn't it like something like the Spartans or whatever? Like, <laughs> the Spart or not Spartans. No. It's the Aztecs. Who is it? I know, but like, wasn't like there was a Spanish army that ended yeah. up finding the Aztecs? The conquistadors. Yeah. Those right. people. Right. So, she actually goes, she actually predates conquistadors. Uh, the conquest. So, she's a pre Hispanic legend. She basically, there's a lot of like, Florentine monks and friars who believe that she was one of 10 omens to predict the conquest. 
So she was an omen of war, basically. What she is and what she's been portrayed as is she's usually in a white dress, although sometimes she's in black, but she's usually in a white, wet dress. Like she looks waterlogged. Ew. She's got very long hair that's black that usually kind of hangs in front of her face. So like the grudge? Kind of, I guess. Water spirit? Well, she's very like... She's just very like soaked and her like her hair is very like stringy and her dress is torn and muddy and uh, her skin is usually this like waterlogged like gray mottled like blue and yeah blue and like you know she's got like a sludgy like mouth and her eyes are like dark and caved in and she's usually got her mouth like open unnaturally wide because she's like screaming and wailing. So this is like you know, what they tell. It's pretty much hailed as like, this is a story my parents told me to get me to do what they wanted me to. Yeah. Like, like don't wander away. She would go after little children that misbehave. Don't wander away or don't go to the river without me because if you go without me, La Llorona will think that you are her children and she'll take you. (laughs) Or in some cases, she'll, she'll look at you and she'll like, she'll stop crying. She'll look at you. And then when she realizes that you're not her child, she'll throw you in the river or she'll kill you with a dagger or she'll do something to you. Like she'll she'll just she'll hurt you and you'll get dead. Yeah. She's incredibly terrifying. And don't you know, don't stray too far away from your parents. In some regions, it's like they call her a ditch witch because there's well, yeah, because in in agricultural uh, communities, there's always ditches at the ends of fields. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes kids will go play in those ditches and it's kind of dangerous because like you can fall in and like break something. Yeah. Or, you know, when rains hit, they fill with water and, you know, parents don't want their kids to drown. So they'll tell the kids like if you go near the ditch when it's filled with water, La Llorona will get you or don't go to the river or don't go to the creek or don't go to the the lake or whatever it is. She, uh, I guess if we go all the way back to the beginning, she is most commonly associated with uh, an Aztec goddess named Siwa Coatl. Ooh. Yeah. Well, Siwa Coatl. Yeah. So she is uh, basically she's she's like an elder goddess and she is she's a goddess of like giving birth and she's a goddess of women and fertility and her her name i believe means uh hold on i think i think her name is just snake lady like she's ah. a snake woman and she serpent chick right so she potentially was the creator of the human race uh because she like she worked with uh quetzalcoatl which is the feathered serpent and ground the bones of the people of the past ages and mixed it with quetzalcoatl's blood to create the human race I don't know. Coagulated quetzalcoatl. I mean, blood. There are religions that say that women were created out of a spare rib. So that's true. It's it's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. It's not bonkers. She's also the mother of uh, Mixcoatl, who she had to abandon at a crossroads. The other thing about La Llorona is that she's not only seen at 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 bodies of water. She's also seen like in intersections and crossroads. And she will like appear at these crossroads and like, like if you're, if you're like stopped too long trying to decide which way to go, she'll just appear and like start screaming at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
pick a road buddy <laughs> pretty much <laughs> keep moving uh so she had to abandon him at a crossroads and she returns to grieve for him and finds only a sacrificial knife at the crossroads where she left him jesus so that's yeah that gives that's, a whole new meaning to crossroad demons yeah siwakawato is like they're thinking that this is this might be like where she came from she is described as a skull-faced old woman with a sword or a spear and a shield. So that's a little bit of a departure from a woman in a white robe. Yeah. Yeah. Or a white gown. Right. Sludgy. But, but it does kind of like, you know, the the skull face with the dark hair and stuff like that. Like I said, she was like a goddess of like childbirth. Mm-hmm. And childbirth was like it was pretty much so likened to warfare. So women who died in childbirth uh, were honored as fallen warriors. And those women who die in childbirth are also represented as skull-faced women who scream and cry. And they are the Siwatateo. So there's a whole other, like, you know... Freaking army of Siwatateos. Siwatateos, yeah. They are there that's a whole other thing that I think could be leading to this whole like story of La Llorona, or maybe it's not La Llorona and it's a Siwatateo, depending on where you're from. So it there's yeah, it there's a there's yeah. So yeah, it there's so 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 yeah. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on with La Llorona. I mean like they're thinking that this is like where she originates from, but like the stories of women who like cry and wail by bodies of water are like I said pre-Hispanic. So before mm-hmm. the story that I told you in the beginning, like before any of that, like there are books written and like records from like these Florentine monks and friars who have been recording things that happened before the conquest and the omen of Suwat uh, what it what was it. Siwakawatl, like she before the conquest, Siwakawatl was seen often, or the Siwatateo were seen often, and like the monks were saying, like this is a prophecy. There's a war coming, something's happening, and then the Spaniards landed, and the conquest began. There's also another goddess that they kind of blend it with her, and she is Chalchio to. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Whoa. Later that same evening. Hold on. We got this. Chalchiutlique. Yay! <laughs> you did it. So Chalchiutlique is the jade-skirted one. So she wears a, sk- a skirt made of jade. She is goddess of Bougie. water. I know, right? She is the goddess of water, and she is the sister of the rain god. So she is also described as one who causes fear and terror. And she has a face that is so scary and smeared with dirt that it is, she looks like a demon. Ugh. Like she is described as one of the scariest goddesses mm. or like scariest religious beings of the Aztec world. Not so bougie. Right. Her ceremonies involved the sacrifice of children. Oh. Specifically. Mm. So, oh, and I have a sleep paralysis ties into your story, especially that part. Yeah. Is that ancient shamans from Aztec and Mayans would actually use sleep paralysis to quote unquote speak with the with the gods mm-hmm. and or goddesses and they would often ask for human sacrifice 
Right. And that was all over the world, too. Yeah. In like in an age where like nobody could send messages, nobody knew about each other outside of their own existence. But you have these concurrent like uh, records where people were like, we sacrificed these children to this God because of this message that we received in sleep paralysis. Right. From from our shamans. Yeah. Uh, Chalchiutlaque uh, was she so in order to appease her uh, children were bought from their mothers whoa and the more the child cried when it was taken the more successful the sacrifice was thought to be Jesus that's fucking brutal I mean, I know a lot of people are like, the Mayans and the Aztecs were very smart for their time. You know, they invented brain surgery. And I'm like, yeah, but they also, like, sacrificed crying children. Um, they did fucked up shit. Th- it was fucked. It was super duper fucked. I, so- did, I did a project on, I think, the Mayans. Yeah, I, was, I did a project on the Mayans in sixth grade. And I got, like, full deep into it. And then I realized, like, wow, this is brutal. Yeah. There's a lot of like crazy shit. So anyway, this is so this ties in where she's like the goddess of the water. She sacrifices children. She's terrifying. And she is she's like associated with crying. And, you know, it was that's another thing that they were just like, you know, when this woman is seen like she wants children, she comes for the children. Basically, like these stories that kind of like came about, I think, ended up being politicized by the conquest. So then we have Hernan Cortez, who was a very famous conquistador. Mm-hmm. Like everybody knows about Cortez, the conquistador. A story that revolved around him was taking an indigenous woman basically as his concubine, which like his lover and like to, to make children for him. Yeah. And Cortez like impregnates this woman and then goes on to marry, you know, another woman of like a more quote unquote appropriate race or another Spanish woman. You have to remember that like people from Spain are European. They don't yeah. look like the indigenous people of Mexico. They don't look like, you yeah. know, they, they're they're for all intents and purposes. A lot of them are white people. Yeah. Like people from Spain aren't. I mean, I'm not going to make generalizations about everybody from Spain, but like they're Europeans. Yeah. You know, so like I think that. In the U.S., a lot of us call Mexican Spanish because they speak Spanish, but they're not Spanish. They're Mexican. Mm-hmm. The only reason they speak Spanish is because their indigenous language was erased by the Spaniards. Yeah. So I just want to make sure people like understand where this is all coming from. Yeah. So, I mean, like, obviously, yeah, there's a story about Cortez leaves uh, his translator and his guide and his concubine to marry a woman of Spanish standing. Uh, and threatens to basically take her son with him. In some stories, she kills him and then her she kills her son and then herself with a, da- a dagger. In some of them, she jumps off a bridge with her son. In some of them, she drowns him forcibly and then basically throws the body at Cortez. Wow. And there's this, yeah. So there's like different stories about what happened, but it also it basically stems from, you know, the Spanish conquistador Cortez takes an indigenous woman and treats her poorly she goes crazy, kills her son. And seeks revenge. And seeks revenge. Yeah. Because that's what La Llorona is. Is like, it's at its core, it is a revenge story. Yes. So basically, as the conquest progresses, uh, the Spaniards at this point, like, they had been 
trying to only breed with European women. And at one point, they found that this was not furthering them in their like in their conquest socioeconomically like they were being shunned by the locals and so the aztec imperial leaders were offering like their sisters and their daughters and like they were trying to like merge their cultures their cultures and so they started to to marry indigenous women and mix blood and that was a whole other thing so there were several different like plays written about La Llorona. Most popularly in 1917, there was a play about La Llorona and that's kind of like where the name came from. So in in the plays about La Llorona in 1917 and 1930, and then later in 1959, basically all of the plays are just anti-Spain sentiment. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like, this is what happens when we let foreigners into our land. You know, this was the work of the conquistadors. This is why we have La Llorona and like it's their fault. It's yeah, it was an it was basically not not entirely a political movement because like the other thing too is that like you have to understand that like storytelling is a like so deeply ingrained in like in that culture even before the Spaniards oh, yeah. landed like pre-Hispanic like storytelling has always been a thing and it is a really compelling story. So, but like in in all the plays, the difference is she doesn't kill him. She doesn't kill Cortez or the son of Cortez or the wealthy Spaniard or whoever like the guy is. And mm-hmm. the protagonist is sometimes called La Malincha or Maria or Luisa. And like it's it's a different like the the theme is the same, the names are changed a little bit, but like in some of the plays um, she doesn't kill him. He just like he marries his bride, but then they're shunned by society because of what happened. Like he he doesn't like go on to prosper. He like seriously just like they're shut out by society and they fail as a family. Jesus Christ, sissy. <laughs> if y'all didn't know, we had to do a pause because Paul pooped in the litter box down the hall. In the bathroom, and we could smell it <laughs> from all the way over here. On the other side of the house. I just kept making a face looking around going like, what the fuck is that smell? Holy oh shit. God. Looked around like, is there a turd somewhere? Like, is it me? Like, what the hell is that smell? And that? then Faith paused and she was like, um, I was like, that, that fucking stinks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, oh, shit. That smell erased my memory. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anyway, in the plays, Cortez basically, like, the family goes into ruins because nobody will, like, work with them. They can't keep a maid. They can't, like, it's it's just bad. I don't know. But, I mean, like, it's because of, like, the way that La Llorona, like, killed herself and killed her children. And it's, it's ah. basically, like, the play is presented as this sort of, like, anti-European, like, this is what happens when when blood mixes or something. Um, so where do you find La Llorona? Um, she is almost always at the banks of rivers, but sometimes she can be found at a crossroads. They say that her long white robe that she wears or her long white dress was her burial clothing. Oh, she has a drowned appearance with mottled rotting skin and her mouth is unnaturally open and she was always screaming for her children. If you want to go find La Llorona for whatever fucking reason, Isla de la Muñecas, uh, people hear her crying pretty much all the time. Like, she's just sort of always there. Wailing woman. Just wailing her ass off. There's also Woman Hollering Creek in Texas. Oh. Because also she's known 
to be there all the time. And then Laona Canyon in Arizona, which is like a uh, bastardization of La Llorona. They just call it Laona. Yeah. So what does she do? If you see La Llorona, you do not speak to her except for when you run in the opposite direction and you say, no soy tu hijo. Do not go to the river by yourself. Yeah. If you are male or uh, a child. And if you're a male child, then you're probably double fucked. I don't know. <laughs> uh, don't be a male child. She's Run basically away. <laughs> either going to try to take you with her to pass you off as her own so she can get into heaven or she will kill you because you are not one of her children. Um, she's known to mark men and follow them as well. Oh. lot. There are a lot of stories um, about people who men who have seen La Llorona and they can hear her crying up until they get to a certain distance away. And she will basically, like, come closer and mark you, and she'll follow you and, like, get in your head. Like, there's a, yeah, there's a story about, I think it was in New Mexico, a man shared a story. I can't remember where I read it. It was, honestly, it was probably on Reddit, (laughs) where he says that he was biking with his dog, and the closer, he saw a woman standing under a streetlight, and at first he thought it was somebody else walking, but then he realized that they weren't moving at all. And that they were standing still. And then he realized that they were facing him as he got closer. And then as he got even closer, he could see that it was a screaming woman. So he sees this screaming woman and he's kind of like, he starts to slow down and he's coming closer to her. Thinking like, oh, should I help her? I should probably help this woman that's standing under the streetlight screaming. Obviously, he's not from around here. (laughs) (laughs) So he gets closer to her and she reaches out to him. And then it's like, then he can see her hand and like what's wrong with it. And so like, and his dog is like whimpering and growling and whimpering and growling. And so he turns around and starts to ride away and she starts to scream again. A lot of people who say that they've seen her or have even seen like depictions of her, they can't sleep because she's in their heads or oh my God. they can't like when they go to sleep, they can see her and she like spends the night in their bed with her with them there's yeah there's another like there's another aspect there's another aspect to la llorona that like people always like tell their children like don't go near the water because la llorona will take you away because she's here for the children and she's gonna kill children but like the other thing too she's also thirsty she's also thirsty as fuck (laughs) (laughs) she just like she's also like looking for her like you know she was she's a jilted lover and so there's also that aspect of la llorona that you know now you can tell your husbands, don't be going into the fucking river without me. <laughs> La Llorona will come for you. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also seen like in the water. So if you're already in the water and you see her, like a lot of people are like, it's too late for you. <laughs> well, like if you're, you're in the water you with her over and she's right there. She's like in the water with you. Yeah. You, I mean, there's nothing you can do at that point. Well, holy heck. I mean, there's a lot of like, there was a, a story in Africa and this one's more of like a mermaid story, but there are a lot of like La Llorona tie-ins where she's like this crying, screaming woman and she's in the water and she's got this long hair that's sort of like matted over her face and she'll like appear to you suddenly as you're in the water and then just like drag you down and like grab your ankles and like pull you underwater. So there's like, yeah, La Llorona comes up everywhere. And the other thing about her is that um, pretty much every, there's always a story about a jilted lover that kills her children. Uh, Jason uh, and the Argonauts, 
or I yeah, I think it's Jason and the Argonauts. Medea is uh like a woman that he meets on his journey and they have two children together, but he's got a wife at home. And so one day Jason goes to leave and he tells her like I have to keep going. I'm on this journey and I have a wife. She kills both of her children with a dagger. So and then like to to spite him cuz she's just like I I don't want these if if you're not here, you know, and and yeah. it's a very like it's a very similar tale. The other one is uh there's also the Scandinavian wailing woman uh Ger- like Germany also has a wailing woman of the like with a very similar storyline. Um and then the Irish have the banshees. And the banshees are, uh, you know, like women who died in childbirth or women who have lost lost their children or died of grief or, you know, they they have a similar very like they're always screaming. They're always dressed in white. Uh, the Irish banshees always appear at a crossroads like they always mm. appear at a crossroads, which is also a La Llorona trait. Tiny, thin crossroads. Yeah. Tiny. Because in thin. Ireland and in, in parts of Europe, those roads are fucking small. They're very narrow. So there isn't really room to get around her, you know? <laughs> nope. But you yeah. Gotta plow over that bitch. There are some sound clips that I have found of La Llorona, uh. which I will be uh, inserting here for your listening pleasure. There, It's freaky. It's fucking freaky. She gets hysterical. Like every, a lot of the ones that I've heard are actually very similar. Like they're all like, the kind of scream crying where you can't like you know that this person is crying but they're also kind of unhinged so i mean when you Ugh. listen to these soundtracks you also have to imagine the fact that like her jaw is basically dislocated open and like she's soaking wet and she's you know coming for Hell you no. and she's like so it's not like a cry where you can tense like, oh my wrapped. gosh i should save that person it's a cry where you're like ooh, that's like, somebody that's fucking lost it and i gone wrong here, here. It's she's also like very like a lot of people say she's like got her arms like outstretched and like she's tense because she's literally like racking with pain because of like how hard she's crying, um, which I mean, I think you can hear in the clips because <laughs> yeah. it, it is very like some of these clips that I heard. I was like, holy shit, because it's like, oh, God, I've never cried. I've never cried like that in my life. I mean, like I've come close a couple of times, but like. It's weird because, like, you can, like, sort of, f- like, inherently feel, like, how much pain she's in. It's very strange. I think I know the exact type of scream that you're talking about. Because I've screamed like that, where you're emotional but very, very angry at the same time. So you literally just, like, blood-curdling scream at the top of your lungs. Yeah. yeah. I've done that in my car before. Oh, yeah. Me too.
No mames. Yo estoy aquí en mi trabajo, como pueden ver. Oigan. Well, Holy shit. that is the story of La Llorona. Thanks, Izzy. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually like, like, even though, like, I'm like, holy shit, with my brain on that story. I'm really glad that you went last because <laughs> so that we're like, not <laughs> so that we're not concentrating on our sleep paralysis. Yeah, monsters. so we're not like concentrating on that, being like, oh, well, maybe tonight's the night that I experience my first. No, thank <laughs> your you. old hag attack. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well. All right. All right. Do we have any fortune cookies? Uh, yeah. Sweet. <sighs> it's eleven thirty. Woo! Don't need to dye my hair. Oh my god, I do too. We better do it quick. Yep. Good thing the bathroom's ready. All right. Here we go. These these packages are a little difficult. <gasps> I get to do it first. Oh no. It was already <laughs> broken. It didn't oh, really shit. crunch. Mine like broke as I was taking it out of the package. Wait. There we go. What's it say? You will lead a rich and successful life. Thank you. Good. These ones are much fresher than our other ones. Yes. <laughs> All right. Your sense of humor reveals itself at just the right times. I feel like that one was meant for Mallory. I think so, too. Shout Absolutely. out to Mau Hella shout out to Mau Mau. Or Mal Mal. I don't think she likes that nickname. Mau Mau? I think we should just call her Mallory. I mean, I usually do. My favorite joke is when she said, call me butter because I'm on a roll. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah! <laughs> All right. Do we have another one? Yep. Ready? Ready. Oh. I'm going to whisper this one. Okay. Hold on. A refreshing change is in your future. Ah. But yeah, refreshing changes in my future. I haven't had that one before. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm. That's a real fortune. It is. Ready? Mm -hmm. 
All right, I got a good fortune too. Okay. Your planning will bring rich rewards. Ooh, what are you planning? I don't know. Oh my god. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Mm, I'm planning to dye my hair soon. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, me too. Maybe that's my refreshing change. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. Wow. <laughs> Look at your cow. Look at us. No. Okay, guys. Um, you can find us obviously on any social media well yeah any social media platform at hqm podcast uh we're on facebook instagram twitter um we are on anchor.fm forward slash hqn podcast you can find our listener support button there we appreciate every single one of you you are all high quality people and this is high quality quality nonsense nonsense. bye